hi, welcome to our Justice League spoiler cast here at Tiny Disc Big Spoilers. I'm Robert, and I'm joined here by Jack. Konnichiwa, bitches. You're you're not bitches. You're all fantastic people, <laughs> and I think you're very nice. I didn't. I wasn't uh, calling them bitches. I was just <laughs> generally, you know. They're generally they're bitches, but they're not bitches. <laughs> no, it's from the Chappelle Show. This is these are not my words. <laughs> of course, uh, yes. So we're going to spoil the new Justice League movie from the DC Universe. So if you haven't watched it, turn off your phones, take off your headphones, don't listen any further because we're about to spoil everything. That's coming out of this wonderful movie. It's a piece of work. <laughs> it there are many pieces of work indeed. I make one every day in my toilet. Mm, um, mm, mm, graphic. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's. I think let's start this off as we usually do with just our general feeling of the movie. So I'm going to toss it to you, Jack. Uh, oh, I should probably mention Colin isn't with us because he also could not see the movie. So it's unfortunate. So yeah. yeah. So right. Uh, my general thoughts. Uh, by any metric you could come up with, I would say this is below average overall, and we'll kind of discuss that more. But I'm definitely lukewarm, if not cold, on the movie. Uh, and based on the promotional campaign and Joss Whedon and kind of the build up for this film. I guess I would say that you'd have to put me in the slightly disappointed category because even though I wasn't optimistic about it, I had hope based on what I just said. And then after seeing the film, I'm like, no, 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 no. more hope. Mm-mm. But Superman's all about hope, Jack. How could you not have any? Uh, so where, where were you? <laughs> just move right along. Um, okay. So for me, I... When I was in the theater, I enjoyed my time. It was good for me. It was a good, like, popcorn flick. It was good, like, if you suspend a lot of your disbelief, you'll enjoy yourself in the moment, I think. Mm. And, well, well, then after I walked out of the theater, by the way, I'm like, it's been an hour since I saw the film. I'm pretty fresh. Um, When I walked, like, after walking out of the theater, taking some time to reflect on it, it's kind of like... Uh, it could have done better. <laughs> it could have been I, a little better. <laughs> I want to take a moment here and also kind of detail where we're coming from as well, right? Like where your f- DC fanboyism is mm, currently or, and before the film. So, and then you go first, I'll go next. Yeah. So, uh, I, I wouldn't call myself a DC fanboy. Like, I don't collect shit for DC. I don't buy vintage mint comics or collect action figures or anything. But I do like DC more than I like Marvel, um, and I do enjoy a lot of like DC stories. Okay, so if you had to choose a side, which I am just not realizing that's a thing. Apparently, you can't just like superheroes, which is where I always thought I fell. Like, apparently, you have to pick a side, like DC or Marvel, which is interesting because I'm a huge Batman fan. Probably Batman's probably my favorite superhero of all time, uh, but. I, I can't really point to anything else other than maybe the Christopher Reeves movies, right, from the 80s. Mm. That uh, was a DC property where I really loved it. And so aside from that, I don't know if I can say, like, I'm a big DC fan because I've seen more crap from DC than, like, good stuff. And I'm not <laughs> a big comic I'm not a big comic book guy either, so I'm really, like, talking more on the films. I'm a very casual superhero guy. And when you're talking about just the films, I think it's very hard to aside from the Nolan trilogy, the Batman trilogy, it's I think it's hard to say that like Marvel isn't like vastly superior. Just my opinion. 
Yeah, I would say if you want to see like where DC is actually good, check out the animated movies and like the animated series they have, like the Batman animated series. I agree. Classic stuff. Um, yeah. The movies that they make, stellar. Like truly some of the best like animated superhero film stuff I've seen. I agree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm a huge Batman fan. I'm probably you know he's probably my favorite superhero but i don't know if i would say oh i'm a dc fan now because i feel like batman himself doesn't even f- really fit in the dc universe in in a lot of ways that we'll get into later i guess eh, all right so something i wanted to tackle just because this is gonna like this is something that stood out to me the entire film um so the film it I mean, you've seen Batman v Superman, right? That was gritty. That was dark. That was edgy. That was serious. That was no room for jokes, no room for fun. It was moody and and pretentious. And this movie was half that and half (laughs) Joss Whedon's the director, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was uh, tonally all over the map. It was very inconsistent. It was like one minute you're laughing, the next minute oh, there, this must be a scene where Snyder filmed it, right? Right. Like, like, listen, I understand the guy's going through, like, a family tragedy, right? And so my condolences to Zack Snyder, like, completely. That being said, can we stop pretending that Zack Snyder's good at making films? Can we all just agree, like, he's not good? Why did he just has some insider access, I guess, to the right people that make these decisions? Because I don't think they should be trusting him with movies that are this culturally important with these high budgets. I mean, this film, I think, was over 200 million. So I actually no, no, no. Actually, I think with reshoots, I think it got into the 300 million. I'll have to check this now, but it's a very expensive movie, right? And and this is a 10-year buildup for the DC franchise. And it's like, you know, it's, look, Zach, like, I, I can't remember the last movie he made that I enjoyed, aside from 300, I think. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 300 was good, right? That was a long time ago, too. Yeah. Uh, I felt like 300 years ago, almost. Um, yeah, no. So, for me, when I was watching the film, I was like, wow, so there are some scenes that look like, yeah, this was the Batman versus Superman sequel, like 100%. Uh-huh. And then there were some scenes where I was like, am I watching the Avengers? Is this the Avengers that I'm watching right now? Because it's all just like silly, you know? They were going like, for that. And in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is a family movie. Lots of little kids, too, in the theater, I should say. Lots of groups of kids, uh, more so than most Marvel movies I go see. And uh, which is fine, right? Like they're creating a movie that the whole family can go watch. But I just wasn't expecting that after, like you said, Batman v Superman's uh, edge lord status in in films. Yeah. So I guess we can start off with talking about one of the edgiest edge lords in the DC universe. What did you think of Batflick? Okay, film? so his first scene, right? He's like wrestling some Firefly ghosts and goblins man with a spacesuit on. And I just was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. this is kind of goofy and just kind of weird. And it seemed cartoony and just over the top green screened. And I don't know. I it I already was like, uh oh, thinking at that time. I was like, uh oh, they're going back to this kind of stuff. They're, they're not taking it in a good direction. So I didn't feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think just overall Batman in this film, I think they were trying to do too much with them they were trying to play too much with like what batman is like there were they were wanting him to be you know like the the leader that pushes people from below 
Because that's kind of what he does in the Justice League, you know, like he's the cold calculated thinker. He's not necessarily going to be like on the front lines charging into victory, but he's going to make sure like everyone doesn't die and that kind of stuff. And I think he played that role pretty well. But, yeah, there were. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. But but there's just some points where he's like weirdly funny and he delivers every one of the jokes that are with like such seriousness where it's like does ben affleck know that that's a joke or is it (laughs) does batman know i don't know yeah there were it was just like i said like totally all over the map like there were parts where i think they were trying to make batman funny and just the sense of humor just wasn't working for me where he was like, I remember he's talking to spoilers, right? Spoiler cast. Yeah. Superman's in this film, like everybody figured. But there's a part where he's talking to Superman or something like that. And he delivers a line kind of like someone, a character in the show Friends would have <laughs> delivered a line. Do you remember that part where he's like, I, 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 I didn't say that or something like that? Yeah. Okay. That part was super weird to me. And I was like, why are you making Batman do this? This is bad. Like, for instance, like, all right, to contrast this, all right, real quick. The Nolan Batman can be funny and he does have funny lines in it, but his lines are like, I'm not wearing hockey pants. And like, that's funny, right? Yeah. In the dark night. But this part where he's acting like fucking Chandler from fucking friends, like, like not funny to me. Jack and didn't, didn't work. You know that I'm a major weeaboo in some ways. <laughs> and there's this term that I want to enlighten you with called uh, Sundere. Uh, bless, bless the mic with Sundere. Okay. Yeah. So Sundere is a term you can use to describe someone who like, obviously likes you but doesn't want to show it so they'd say stuff Uh like i made these cookies but i just happened to make them they weren't for you but then they hand Mm. you one does that like it's a very weird and very tropey thing and when batman was like i i don't i don't not like you to me that was like oh my god they're making him a (laughs) sundere he's so like obviously like superman but doesn't want to come off as liking him that's uh, funny. <laughs> yeah. Sundari Batman. I'm calling it. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess uh, I had a lot of hopes for this movie, right? Because, I mean, for one, I just want to be optimistic about the DC Cinematic Universe, hopefully having good stuff. But also, mm-hmm. we just came off a pretty big success in the form of the Wonder Woman movie. Man, all this goodwill just got trashed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thrown in the bin. They made some really poor changes to Wonder Woman and and also uh, not just Wonder Woman, but the uh, the Amazons, right? On the mascara. Or how do you say that? The, the, the mascara. The mascara. The mascara. The, yep. That's <laughs> no, the uh, island. They just made some changes to the Amazons and I just thought it was really Zack Snydery. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> like, what kind of changes do you mean? Well, like they're showing all their bulging abs now, right? Like mm-hmm. holding the doors open. They all have like crazy glamorous makeup. They look like gem and like <laughs> updos and shit. Like they all look like they just got out of the salon. And if you go watch Wonder Woman, that's not what they look like at all. Like their mid sections are completely covered. They look like normal people. Right, yeah. which I just appreciated, and in this film they were just like totally like uh, they looked like they were like CrossFit competitors. I actually, think they he, they he went to CrossFit to um to cast some of them, like no joke. I'd believe it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Th- those kind of things. But Wonder Woman herself, okay, one of the first scenes she's in, uh, I just I just hated. I didn't even get what the terrorist plot was, to, like blow up four city blocks with like a briefcase and then she like throws it up in the air and then it explodes and looks like a little firecracker like how is that gonna blow up like four city blocks so that was weird and then the seriously dude eye roll moment 
within the first five minutes of the film is where the dude's like shooting the machine gun at the big crowd of people and then she goes and like blocks every bullet with her gauntlets and yeah. i was just sitting there slack jawed like this sucks <laughs> like, this is really bad for wonder woman and this movie's gonna be bad and oh man it just it just was going downhill from the get-go I don't know. I kind of liked that scene. Did you seriously? I mean, it was so corny to me. It came off so corny so, and unbelievable. And that's for Wonder Woman. Okay, so here's the thing. I I'm going to say this now to preface almost everything else I say in the spoiler cast. Because I'm a huge anime fan, I likened a lot of what happened here to like anime like just a lot of things felt very tropey <laughs> in anime and mm. i don't know if that's a good thing necessarily for a western hollywood film but it helped me enjoy it a little more i guess <laughs> like i don't like that scene to me was like wow look at how cool she is because she's doing something so over the top whoa it just didn't look it just didn't look cool to me it just looked lame it didn't feel heroic either like in her film, in the Wonder Woman film, right? That scene where she's holding her shield up against the uh, machine gun encampment and mm-hmm. allowing pe- uh, people to cross over the, the the front line, right? To to take back that city. That was a very heroic, awesome moment in Wonder Woman. And yeah. they just like took all that and just threw it away, like made her a stupid cartoon character, to, in my opinion, in this. But we'll talk about that more. I mean, we can kind of go through the rest of the heroes, too. Yeah. So I guess next on our on the list here, they well, what they do in the first half of the film is they introduce like all three of the new heroes. But in like, here's a little bit of Flash story and then cut. Here's a little bit of Cyborg cut. And then here's Steppenwolf and then cut. And then here's Aquaman cut and back to, yeah. you know, it's like it was very jumpy and it jumped all yeah. over the place. So instead of doing that in the spoiler cast, I'd like to just focus on one character at a time. <laughs> I think that'll be yeah. a lot yeah. easier for us was, and you. It was very uh, just all just they had to you know cram so much in the first half hour of this film like they had to do like basically three origin stories worth of story (laughs) yeah in in like eight minutes it was just it felt rushed (laughs) it was rushed and it's like wouldn't these guys couldn't these guys like deserve their own film like why didn't they get their own film we've had 10 years here isn't isn't the next uh dc movie aquaman right like 2018 Um, i don't know is that okay yeah that would be cool Okay. Well, yeah. I, so yeah, where, who do you want to start with first? So I want to start with Flash because I think they did his character the best of the three oh. introduced heroes. Okay. Um, so, and also because Flash is kind of, kind of my favorite DC hero. Is he really? Um, yeah. Yeah. More than Batman or Joker? I guess Joker's jo- a villain. Joker's but... not a hero, my friend. Okay. Well, right. Right. There, there is one. Co- okay. Anyway. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. Flash is definitely one of my favorite heroes in the DC okay. universe. And I like the way they did him. It was a different take where he was like kind of that neurotic, you know, like super nerdy guy who doesn't get along with people, but has a lot of very funny insights. That's he, not how he is normally. He's more like he's not neurotic with people. He's very like socially outgoing, usually mm-hmm. uh, not as much like here. He kind of comes off as like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, but not like annoying, <laughs> but not annoying. <laughs> So what I compare him to is, all right, let's put Jimmy Fallon in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he acted to me. And he looked like Jimmy Fallon too. But I thought he kind of won my heart a little bit because he he had a black pink on that famous uh, four girl yes. K-pop group, right? And they played, I can't remember the name of this song, but one of their uh, better known songs. And I was like, oh, black pink's in this movie. Sweet. I was, I was feeling that when Batman goes to like learn about him and test his powers and recruit him. Yeah. Uh, I will say about the flash overall. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, I just wanted to add on that scene too. You'll see some Rick and Morty in the background on one of the monitors, and I really? just I love that. That was like that scene built up the Barry Allen in this in this movie very well. I think I felt Zack Snyder's elbow in my side, like hey, hey, yeah, millennial, right, 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 <laughs> yeah, you got that right. So uh, that scene was kind of funny. You know, he has like a funny delivery. Like he's kind of the comic part of the comic relief of this film. The flashes, absolutely. I will I will say that I I just didn't like his backstory I, I just thought it was like undercooked it just i would have liked to have seen his own film i, re- I really would have in his case specifically um i i think his powers when he's using them look awesome Same. one of my favorite parts of the film i thought it looked really cool even though he kind of ran like a dweeb a little bit <laughs> he little ran kind of like a nerd uh that's fine uh he because he was nerdy right um but yeah i i, I don't know I, I guess uh I guess he was, you know, he it was good for a laugh every now and again. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I really enjoyed the way they did the flash here. And the thing is, I do agree with you that his backstory was a little undercooked, but I think it was still the best done out of the of the other like two uh, heroes that were introduced. Personally, yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen all three of them. Maybe not Cyborg, but but <laughs> you know. Most of them get their own film. It just was sad that, you know, it had to happen after the fact rather than before the big kind of well, big movie. Yeah. I mean, allegedly, I think uh, Cyborg's getting a movie in 2020. So wait three years. I guess mm, this is DC's right. answer to you. Wonder if that actually happens. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's start talking about Cyborg in this film. Uh, so the CG was a little could have been better on his face better than I mean, there were scenes where it was better than i was expecting it to be yeah based yeah. on the trailer uh i think overall the visuals for the final film look better than the trailer uh his story was just like i don't know just something about it just i don't see how a father would want to like put their their dead son through hell like that yeah and, like, keep them alive like that's just like a fate worse than death it, it seems like and it, it was just like i want to call him i want to call uh cyborg like what would be a good name for him he's just mr he's just captain convenient right like whenever an issue comes up he auto updates and all of a sudden he <laughs> doesn't even know he has the power now to fix every problem that happens at that exact moment yeah so like you know like captain convenient it was just kind of like all right well if there's never going to be an issue they can't solve anymore because he's just going to auto update he's going to learn it and he's going to be able to do it so is that how his power usually works See, I don't know that much about Cyborg in the comics, so I couldn't say for sure. I mean, I know he can, like, definitely hack stuff. Like, okay. when he took over Batman's Spider-Mobile, that, that weird crawly spider. The, the, the Bat-Crab? Yeah, that thing. When he took over that, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's kosher. Yeah, Cyborg okay. can probably do that. Um, okay. What bothered me with his character is that, you know, he played this, like, you know, kind of darker, like... I have I hate what I've become like I didn't ask for this dad and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then he kind of overcomes it in the end and I don't feel like it was really that well earned it was just hey Wonder Woman told me to buck up so I bucked up you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it just felt a little like his character his character had an arc but I don't think what started the or what was the catalyst for that arc was really worth it or was really convincing i guess i know you and colin were waiting for the magic words booyah to arrive and he finally says it at the very end Mm -hmm. and so maybe for some people that was a big payoff uh he just seemed like a cold kind of guy like he was having no fun whatsoever like he was all business and like aquaman and everyone else are are the ones having the fun 
yeah, in, and at his expense. I'm glad that you brought up the booyah because for me, I felt like that booyah wasn't earned. It was kind of like what it, it, like where that come from right yeah it sounded like the director was like hey so the millennials are gonna want you to say <laughs> booyah at this moment so uh can you just say that and action and say it as awkwardly as possible please thank you yeah uh boo- booyah <laughs> uh, okay yeah, oh, well, that's so, disappointing to hear yeah it was it was just it didn't feel earned it didn't feel like that cyborg was the cyborg who would say booyah you know so it felt fan servicey kind of the worst way yes mm, unfortunate and then there is Aquaman. Aquaman. They made him a they made him a badass. They made him they kind did. of funny. They had him saying the shit word, and they had him <laughs> drinking liquor too, and Straight. like making it yeah, and like making it look cool. I was sort of uncomfortable a little bit for the parents in the film in the theater with me because like he was making drink, he was glorifying alcoholism. Like and seriously, then, he was. <laughs> and then walking into the water as you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> It was, I mean, it was cool, whatever, but I'm like, like I've said, like, I wouldn't want a superhero glorifying uh, drug use or, or tobacco even, really. Right. You know, if my, if, if my kid, I don't have a kid, but if I had a kid and I was watching a film with them, like, I would just be kind of grimacing at that, you know, so. Yeah. Um, Aquaman's character, I think, probably just, like, got the least background least backstory you know it was there was like that little moment where he kindly comes back to atlantis and that lady's like oh look son of the queen finally comes back and you get the sense that you know he hates being there but he doesn't necessarily enjoy being above land or above water so he just kind of like hates being but he's he's happy helping out these nobodies in a nobody town is that his sister underground underwater i i don't follow enough of aquaman to know who that is okay so that i know the actress's name is amber heard and i knew she was going to be in this film but i was somewhat disappointed that it was such a minor minor role she had like 120 seconds of screen time maybe yeah you know throughout um but that was kind of like it for his backstory because it was at that moment where it was like it's your responsibility to go kick steppenwolf's ass and then the next time you see him he's helping out the rest of the justice league and gets and he's just like he's on board he doesn't even like ask can i be a part of your team he's just like yeah i'm here we're 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 in it One, one thing i kept wishing i saw in this film was like some badass sea creature moments or something like that like i wanted him to summon cthulhu and shit and like be like <laughs> talk to cthulhu and be like yo yo help us out with this dark side bitch but he just had his trident so it was just like him like screaming drinking cussing had his trident doing shit moving water part in the seas but i would have loved to seen like some more like you know what i mean like some like giant killer whales or yeah. some great white sharks or some jellyfish you know just some cool shit with the animals so maybe that'll be in his standalone film well, but i wish maybe. they incorporated that more but here's the thing too aquaman's power aquaman's character isn't like the animals aren't all he is like he is way badass on his own and i'm frankly like happy that it he wasn't just you know turned into this guy who summons blue whales out of nowhere you know like okay that's like a very boring version of aquaman where he's just like i can talk to animals and i ask them to help me out because we're all friends it's the big joke about how aquaman is to non-dc character fans is that how aquaman's pretty much the lamest superhero because all he does is like talk to fish that's like the pop culture joke, right? So yeah. I'm glad they made him a, a badass and he, he wasn't just like a blonde haired, blue eyed guy, you know, that talked yeah. fish. Like that would have been so lame. Uh, they, like, they did good things with the character there, making him. In yeah, because canonically, he is a very badass hero. Like, if I remember right, he has like 
not necessarily at the get-go, but he can get the ability to, like, flood the earth if he wanted to. Like, stuff like that. You know, he could be, like, a devastating character. Hmm. Um, so I'm glad that they didn't just make him this boring guy who summons piranhas to help him out, although he does joke about it, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say my favorite Aquaman moment was definitely when he's just, like, sitting on the lasso of truth. Yeah, I just think about that. Yeah. going off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that was you- such a Joss Whedon moment. Absolutely. It's like you dress up like a bat and you know, you you're like, what are you even? But you you're hot. You're you're very fine. You're very attractive. (laughs) It's it it caught me by surprise, too. I didn't I didn't see the lasso coming, but it just made perfect sense. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how I was mentally like switching of. Uh, of flipping a switch in my head while I was watching the film, like, okay, this is Joss Whedon scene, this is Zack Snyder scene, and vice versa, you know, and back and forth. I just kept picking them out one after the other. They were so tonally different, and they were just mixed up, and they didn't really like gel well together. I think they bumped up against each other. I even think they, I think they had a different look, a different camera movement, a different vibe. It, it was like two or three or four or five different movies like scrambled together, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's now talk about. The main baddie, the main antagonist that's driving this movie along, Steppenwolf. Uh, I've never seen or heard of the man before. This is the first time I've ever seen him. I guess he has a big axe. He's kind of like a, what is it, a barbarian in Diablo? Yeah, kind of. So I, I had never heard of Steppenwolf until like... The, the movie trailer started coming out. And I was like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, like, here's but- the thing. When Batman v Superman ended, I thought they were going to pull a dark side or dark side would be coming to earth like just stri- straight up him i thought he but. was the main bad yeah it was really disappointing that he made no appearance in this film whatsoever yeah instead it, like steppenwolf is dark side's lackey he's one of like dark side's right hand men Mm-hmm. So that's why in the movie, like Steppenwolf at some point says, like, you know, get the other mother box for, for the good of Darkseid or whatever. Like, you know, so it's definitely in service to this villain that hopefully will come around. Yeah, I had but. the idea he was going to be in this film. And so this whole time I'm like, well, where's Darkseid? Where's Darkseid? He's obviously they're obviously going to kill Steppenwolf. Darkseid's going to come. And then it's going to be like real. Yeah. Never materialized. And so I was just kind of left hanging there the whole time. Like, we didn't even get to see him or hear of him. Maybe. I mean, I didn't stay around so egregiously, right? I stayed around for the first post credit scene, but I didn't stick around for the last one. So we can kind of hit that up at the end later. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, Steppenwolf for me, uh, he's so boring. <laughs> he was so boring in this film. I just don't think the CG was good. It looks so unreal engine four direct X 12. I mean, for me, it wasn't even how he looked, but he was just, I'm going to get the three parts of the Triforce and then use that power to take over your planet. Cause I am a villain and I do yeah. villainous things. There was no like through line for the other films. I don't know if there was any buildup. I, I've seen most of DC films. I haven't. Haven't heard word one of this guy or these boxes or anything. There wasn't any mention or image or in integration with like Lex Luthor. What's he doing? Like his name well, was brought up, but there there was kind of like you know they were looking at Lex's notes because apparently Lex was taking notes on the mother boxes, <clears throat> right? Like I don't. Know but if they didn't have him in the film. film, is what I mean, right? Well, in this film they did. They mentioned like no, they like, didn't have him in the film, like like okay. Jesse Eisenberg, right? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, with Steppenwolf, it's just so boring because he was just like, I'm a villain and I'm here to be a bad guy and I don't have anything interesting going on. 
you know I'm it's just so bad aren't i yeah like even his lines like all of his like the voice work like the effects they did around his voice were like i guess cool but also very typical like i'm a demon from another world voice you know yeah it didn't do it for me there were some cool action scenes with them involved in it but i just thought it was kind of a vanilla boring character overall yeah yeah villain, i don't know villain wise I, I don't know. I mean, the scene that gave him the most, like, development, I guess, is that scene where he, uh, like, took people hostage and was like, what do you know about the mother box or whatever, you know? And I mean, besides besides Batman's rogues gallery and besides Lex Luthor and, like, those three people from Krypton, I don't know any other DC villains at all. Uh, there's Brainiac. There's Doomsday, who was in Batman v Superman. Well, a really bad version of Doomsday was in that. Brainiac in a uh, film, I can't even see them doing that. Yeah, what can you it's do? It's like a f- big giant head with like a arms and legs coming out of it. <laughs> it's so weird. All right. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I, I just I wish the bad guy was so much better in this film, but it was just, mm-hmm. it was just this this wall that the superheroes had to break down. Like that that was what this movie was. Mm-hmm. And I love the action scenes though. Like for me, it was just like wow, this is pretty cool to watch. Like. I'll, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. This is very good live action Dragon Ball Z stuff. It was fun to watch the flash and how he like, you know, helped out and assisted. That was some of the, the highlights for me. Action wise. Uh, I think that Aquaman was, was okay in the beginning of half of the film for the first few battles. But then the last battle, I think Aquaman was way too cartoony and just way yeah. too like, he should have been the one saying booyah. That would have definitely, it would have fit know? him more. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, and and then Superman, you know, I mean, I guess we'll get there soon, but right. Steppenwolf really wasn't a great villain overall. I don't know. Yes. I don't know what to say. It just was, you know, subpar. Right. So they saved the hostages, which, by the way, was done pretty well with Batman saying to Flash, just save one person and then you'll know what to do after that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, after he saves a guy, he gets like Flash gets this high of like, oh, I did it. I saved something and then he just goes back and gets more, you right, know, like right, right. it was, it was very like great flash buildup for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they fight Steppenwolf can't even beat him. Can't do much. So Batman gets the idea. Let's, let's revive Kal-El. Let's bring black Clark. So and... I was sort of confused, right? Like, so at okay. the end of Batman V Superman, they tease at the very end, like the rocks and the dirt lifting up off the, ground do you remember that like after yes. they buried superman so to me that was like well superman's still alive he's gonna just come back under his own volition his own power but no he's actually just straight up dead see that's what i thought too okay and, and do you do you know how do you know that in the comics there's a point where he dies superman? i remember the episode or the episode i remember the comic book where superman died yeah yeah do you know how he came back to life no the explanation the, was is it the lazarus pit no, the explanation was when when Kryptonians, quote, die or whatever we humans uh, think is death, they actually just go in a super deep coma for a couple years to regain their health and stamina and come out of it. So the sun basically just awoke him? Yeah. The power just, of the sun? Like over a long period of time. That's all. Uh, these people like comic book writers. That's the best <laughs> they could do. Yeah, and I'm I'm still Sheesh. kind of unsure whether I like the way it was done in this film where like they use a power that the bad guy wants to use to revive him. And I think like that's a cool idea. Yeah, they use but, the cube, like one of the cubes and then the flash has to like strike it with electricity like, the moment it touches the water that that Clark's in. And are they in like his ship or something? Yeah, that was a ship. Okay. 
Um, and I thought, like, I guess that's cool and all, but why would you tease the dirt lifting off of Superman's casket when he's, like, through and through dead? Yeah, there there was, like, that, oh, by the way, that never happened, right? That's just yeah. how this movie treated it. And I just was, like, that's really sloppy, Zack Snyder. That's really sloppy script, uh, script writing. Yeah, I, I think part of it may have been, like, Zack Snyder was the one who came up with the idea of, like, the dirt, and then Joss Whedon came in with, like, the cube idea. Maybe that's what could have been it, and it just, you, like, fell through I the cracks. I don't think the Joss Whedon one came up with the cube idea, I think, but this does, you bring up a very interesting point, because this does bring me to something that I did want to bring up that we forgot to discuss before, which is that this movie reminds me a bit of The Suicide Squad. Did you ever get around to watching that? No. Okay, in that, when I say that, what I mean is that they both feel very uh, meddled with by the studio heads. They both feel like there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen that are calling the shots and there isn't like one vision being seen through, right? Because if there was one vision, one director, one writer, in this case, Zack Snyder, the the dirt lifting up the end of the last movie would have tied into what happened in this film. That's what I mean by this, right? Mm -hmm. It just seems like there's too many people trying to put in too many ideas and there isn't one like clear vision for it. And that's, this is what happens when you get that in incoherence and consistency. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I couldn't explain what happened in that studio, but it's just a shame that this kind of stuff is kind of slipping through the cracks, right? It's just like very obvious plot holes in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. And, and I was like, I was so ready too to be like, Oh shit. Superman's doing something down there. Like what are we're going to find out now in this film? Yeah. I couldn't have been the only one thinking that. Yeah, okay. And speaking of that, you remember the trailers? Did you watch the trailers for this film? Yeah, I watched them, yeah. Remember the one where fucking Jeremy Irons, or Alfred? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, oh, he said you'd be coming. Come here, I've got this for you. When did that happen? Yeah, not in the film. Not in the nope, film. That's got to be for the Blu-ray, baby. Yeah, and... Uh, God. Yeah, right. it sucked. It so, <laughs> all right. Superman comes back to life, but then he goes berserk. Right. Didn't like and, I didn't like that. So they had to fight yeah. Superman, and he's yeah. the only one that can move as fast as Flash, and he's basically invincible. And I yeah, just I will that was say dumb. the scene where the Flash was running to him, and then that's funny. Kyle L just moves his eye, and he just looks directly at the Flash, and the Flash's <laughs> face was like, "Uh, oh, that's crap. never yeah. happened." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, what was the? <sighs> What was the storyline? Why Superman doesn't remember who he is? He has amnesia now. Like, I talk about talk I, about an anime. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's why for me when I was watching it, I was like, yeah. "All right, that doesn't." I guess that doesn't make sense. But I'll watch it. And then like Lois Lane's voice brings him back. Yeah. Okay. I will say I did like how the big guns were just Lois Lane because. Like for me, I was expecting with Superman it'd be like a chunk of kryptonite, or with Batman it'd be like a chunk of kryptonite, or mm -hmm. you know, like like I mentioned at some point previously on this podcast, clamping some some clamps to Superman's nipples and electrocuting him with the city, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> like some right. big gun, but uh -huh. instead it's something kind of a little more sweet, which I wasn't expecting personally. Okay. So yeah, they bring. <laughs> They bring back Superman, Superman's back, and he has this weird, like, love-hate relationship with Batman, where he's like, I didn't ask to come back. You don't want me alive, and you don't want me dead. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Roll oh, my God, eyes. And, and dude, The scene I... where he asked, do you bleed? <laughs> yeah. That was it. And then he's like, I guess I'm definitely bleeding somewhere. Like, dude, <laughs> shut up. And, okay, I could not 
look past this dude and it bugged me from the very first scene in the film where kids are taping superman with their cell phone do you remember mm. that but I dude remember. his fucking cg'd upper lip and teeth and mouth his whole face the whole movie long looks so fake to me superman he yeah. looks so ultra cg and it was like poor cg this is like dude i still think like Gollum in the first lord of the rings trilogy looked better than superman looked in this film <laughs> Dead serious. I'm being dead serious. Like wow. his face looked like straight up. I felt like I was watching a Pixar movie in some of these scenes. Just Batman, or I'm sorry, not bad. Superman. Just I think looked bad this entire film. Did you notice the CG at all? I, I noticed it I every frame, every uh, frame. Yeah, yeah. It didn't bother me as much as it bothers you, but I did notice it. I think for me though, this movie solidified for me that Henry Cavill is a pretty decent Superman. Okay. I think he plays the role really well in turn, like not when he's going crazy and asking, do you bleed? But when, uh, like, especially, I guess we can go into the final fight, right? With Steppenwolf. Sure. Where he finally creates the unity. And yeah, when like Superman finally comes into that scene, that for me was like, oh, man, oh baby, Goku's back. Oh, Naruto is <laughs> back on the scene. You know, like yeah. that's what it felt like. It felt like the side characters trying their best. And then you needed the main protagonist who was off training in the mountains is finally back. Right. It, it was like a relief that he's like back on on track. Right. But it's just yeah. like he makes every other superhero seem so much less, you know, but, like they they can't do shit without him. Like it's really just Superman's world and I mean, we all live of, in it. That's kind of his thing. Yeah, I, I get it. No, I get it. But it's just like I I love wonder woman you know her first film i love the, her character and she was just like they're all just like helpless like around superman so I'd, i w- i would have right. liked to see more synergy i guess that's one thing that i wish i had seen more of was more like interaction between their powers more i, I should say because there was that in this film but i should say more creative use of their powers in synergy yeah. right and more creative battles and uh fight choreography etc like all that stuff I, it was very to me somewhat by the numbers i didn't see anything really that it was like a standout moment like oh shit that's a really cool way to use their power like one thing i think about in x-men is like i know it's corny but like when um wolverine like uses just the middle claw to flick somebody off like that's hilarious you know that's creative like something like that i think would have built would have gone a long way to build character in this film absolutely I i still think the standout part of this film to me in terms of like using their powers is one that's shown in the trailer where the flash like runs all the way around that pipe and then like boops the little sword to get it mm-hmm. back into diana's yeah. hand like that was really cool and that was it was cool. like nice synergy there I agree. um but no for the final fight uh you get you like so cyborg gets up on the cube and just keeps on touching it until it stops being a cube but and then the others are like trying to fight everyone off right like mm-hmm. that's kind of just the whole thing where diana says like on my lead and then kind of leads them into battle <laughs> Really. I don't know. I don't know if I was like weary. I don't know if it was my problem or the film's problem, but I was just so fatigued visually by that point in the film. It was really, really hard for me. Yeah, I was. It was really hard for me to like focus on the last battle. Like it just seemed real noisy and real. I don't know. I, I feel like I'd have to watch it again to like really make some good comments on it. Like all I really remember from, and I just saw this film yesterday, but all I re- really remember was like, okay, there's this weird looking dark web around this one city. Uh, and they break it down and then Batman like plays decoy and then Superman goes and kicks everybody's ass. And that's kind of the end. Well, yeah, Batman plays decoy and he his original plan was basically to get killed doing it. Like, you know, go he out. He wanted to die? Like, yeah. He wanted to like go out and be the hero. And oh, then wow. And then Diana and Cyborg, well, 
flat well, who, who helps him again it's like diana and um aquaman's there you know they come in and they're like really your plan was to die yeah no it was aquaman saying like okay you really yeah. are crazy you remember that i remember that yeah uh, yeah so they come in and save his ass um Okay. Which is cool, I guess. I didn't and, think it was the best part of the movie. It didn't seem like the finale. And I guess maybe a lot of that had to do with it. I was just waiting for Dark Side to show up. Maybe. You're waiting for something that never came. Right. Yeah. Uh, for me, the best part was definitely when like Superman finally enters the scene. You know, where we're Steppenwolf's like, there is no hope. And then uh-huh. he's like, well, I believe in hope. Believe it. <laughs> believe it. I believe in hope. You know, like being the shonen protagonist he is. And just right. that one punch where like... You know, just the, throughout the whole movie, you know, you see you see Wonder Woman, Batman, Aquaman. You know, they all try to go up against Steppenwolf, and he just like throws them aside like they're little plush toys. And then to finally be like blown away by a punch by Superman, it was like really satisfying to see that mm-hmm. on like a very base level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I enjoyed that part of the film. I think it was good. Like okay. Superman finally being there, it kind of felt the gang's really here. Okay, you know. Okay, fair and, enough. Like, yeah, cutting away to like other people's like the other heroes' reactions when it's like, oh, finally, it's a relief. Whew, Clark's here, you know, like. So they kill I, Steppenwolf. Is he dead or just gone? I believe the like alien, the little bug boys kill him. And they, oh, that's right, because he gets scared because he yes. doesn't have his because he doesn't have his uh, axe, axe anymore because yeah, Superman then- freezes it with his cold breath and then Diana shatters it right yeah with her sword yeah and then he gets scared and then his minions feed on his fear and then the cubes get destroyed i can't remember uh i don't remember what they did i think they just took the cubes (laughs) okay they separated them again put return them to the rightful places like atlantis and maybe yeah i I know they separated them (laughs) separate the three rings okay yeah i have to say though that part where where cyborg and superman are separating them and like at first superman's like you know, I'd rather not be dead again. I like being alive. Mm-hmm. And then, like after they separate it, and then the huge explosions happen, and he's like, "Never mind. I'd rather be dead." That was so. I feel like that was obviously a reshoot, like that scene. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. That no, sounded I totally agree with you. extremely reshooty to me. Yeah, like I said, like five different movies put together, yeah. all jumbled up, all in a blender, and none of yeah. them really mix. Um, should we jump to Lois Lane's uh, soliloquy yeah, her little- here? Yeah, so at the end of the film, they do this whole wrap-up where, like, yay, the Flash got a real job, and, like, Cyborg can finally do shit. And, you know, like, they, they wrap up everyone's character arc for a little bit, and then Lois Lane oh, finally yeah. is able... You remember stuff from that? I, I was just going to say, like, it, I remember this now. Like, it really bugged me. Like, it was a super ultra-happy, mega, great, good times ending, and I yeah. hated that. Like, like, everyone got what they wanted, you know? Yeah. Like, everything is right. It was just so, like that's a family film right that's what would happen in a family film like the flash has got a, the flash got a job he's gonna help get his dad out of jail you know the cyborg like all the bows were wrapped up nice and neat and here you go america like eat it up yeah and that, that just really annoyed me really yes it annoyed me that everything just was perfectly great yeah uh and the the movie starts ending with like lois lane oh she's finally able to start writing like deeper stories again and it's her little soliloquy about like what was it the worst darkness is not the one where there is no light, but the one where you like don't even think about the idea of having light anymore or something, or the <sighs> conviction that no light will ever exist again or something like that. What's, you know, what's that? What's that blog thing? That blog website? I can't remember what's it. Tumblr. Uh, Tumblr. Tumblr. Okay. It just seemed like we were reading like Lois Lane's Tumblr post. A little bit. Yeah. Like, I was just like, dear diary. And or, I was just like, and I was thinking to myself, like if this was like, 
the old Superman movies, right? With uh, Clark Kent, or not Clark Kent, with uh, what's the guy's name? Oh boy! Oh, I just forgot. Uh, I'm Walker. Drawing a blanket. Walk Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> no, Christopher Reeves. Christopher uh, Reeves. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, if this was that. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay if this was, yeah, yeah if, if this was that movie right like no one would give a shit what lois lane was saying back then like why is lois lane given the last you know words in this film like why is she closing the story like she's literally just superman's girl like let's not like treat lois lane like she's some crazy huge big important i don't know it, i just didn't i just i just didn't like that decision creatively yeah, that I, she's I, the I, one that's delivering that like it could be gordon it could be so many different people it could be batman like i i would have liked it if it was either batman clark or wonder woman who delivered that speech i think that would have been, been alfred it could have been so many different people yeah i i think it would have been best if it was delivered from a member of the justice league especially one of the leaders of the justice league because i think that makes more sense in terms of like for me that finally wrap up like the justice league are here like yeah. I, remember, I remember when i got to the end of avengers i felt like the Avengers are here. Not it's not yeah. Thor, Iron Man, you know, Hulk. It, it's the Avengers. Like, Whereas yeah. he, in, at the end of this movie, I feel like, oh yeah, there, it's Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. Fly. You know, it, it, I don't. Yeah, you're right. There yeah. was never that. They were. They tried to do that moment, but I just don't think it ever really. They hit it out of the park with like this moment. They're they're walking down out of the ship. They are the uh, you know Justice League now. Like, is Superman the leader or is Batman the leader? I don't know. I, I think like for me, there are three leaders. It's Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. So That's there's no one it. leader, kind of like how, kind of like th- how uh, Tony Stark is sort of the leader of the Avengers. I think like the de facto leader is supposed to be Superman, but then like Batman does a lot of like behind the scenes shit, right? And then like Wonder Woman also sometimes takes the mantle. Okay, so, so it's, Batman's it's little... like the fixer, and and Superman's like the face. Yeah. Okay, so I would have liked Superman to like said some real leadership shit at the end. That would have wrapped it up much better than Lois Lane talking. Right. And and just to kind of go back to where you said it was Lois Lane's Tumblr, let's be honest, that was probably Zack Snyder's personal Tumblr. <sighs> that's Ugh. that that's what it was to me. Stop giving him films, people. <laughs> Stop. But, but Jack, you need to know about the worst darkness. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the post credits. I'm shaking scenes. my head right now for the people yeah. at home. <laughs> So let's get to the post-credit scenes here. What I find very funny is the person I was seeing it with during the first set of credits, he was like, I really hate how Superman is just as fast or faster than the Flash. And then that first post-credit scene came up. That's funny. Yeah. It was like very perfect timing. I mean, it makes Uh, sense to me. He's Superman. He can do everything that anyone else can do just better. Yeah, I, I think the the right explanation here is that Silver Age Superman, the the time when Superman could literally do anything, like hold infinity in the palm of his hands, whatever the fuck that means, like that Superman can easily go faster than the Flash. I think current New Fifty Two or Rebirth Superman can keep up with the Flash, but when the Flash goes like super fast, like you know, destroying the fabric of reality fast, I don't think Superman can keep up with that, as far as I know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like this Superman seems to be on par with the flash, if not faster. Okay. But this is also an inexperienced flash from what I'm gathering. He seems very new to the gig. Right. So after that scene, I left some people, I had noticed I was one of the only ones leaving. So I think people assume there was a end of the end of the end of the credit scene, which sounds like there was, and I don't know what happened. So I'm going to discover this right now with you today. So, so here's the thing you, you sounded like you were assuming dark side would show up at the end of the post credit scenes. That's what you were. You kind of seemed like, no, I was hoping for him to be in the movie. I was hoping Stephen Wolf was just a Steppenwolf step 
to dark right. side okay so here, here's the post-credit scene i'll lay it out for you uh the like you're in prison and then everyone's like leaving to like go and recess or whatever and then you see like way at the a end recess. of the hallway yeah <laughs> end of a hallway you see a bald man who's just standing there in the room okay and one of the Lex. guards is like hey luther get get on like get on out of there come on don't make me come in there and pull you out okay. and he steps inside turns him around and it's not lex luther but it's another bald guy and he's like laughing maniacally almost mm. like the joker okay and then it cuts to deathstroke do you know who that is in the dc oh, universe oh shit really deathstroke yeah god i missed it you missed like deathstroke. In full, wait in full costume in full gear and then he takes shit. off the mask and he's like you know the whole eye patch and everything it looks so cool oh shit but he looked really cool i really oh, liked it so he fuck. he's riding a little he's riding a little boat and then he parks it up behind a bigger yacht and then he How gets on the yacht scene? it's like a two minutes wow he gets on, he gets on oh, this yacht and then he starts talking up. to jesse eyes i mean uh lex luther mm-hmm who uh you know is apparently free from jail now and he's like so yeah no i just saw the god you know go from below the ground and all the way back up in the sky because you know he plays lex luther like the joker pretty much mm-hmm. um well like a little more of a grounded joker but nonetheless okay. um yeah she's so basically saying like superman's back and it lo- sounds like he's built an alliance with other heroes so maybe we need an alliance of villains uh... and then it kind of ends on that kind of uh, ends on the hint that the legion of doom are coming for is that what they're called yeah that's actually what what it's called like nice the, the equivalent of the justice league for bad guys is the legion of doom okay um so it's hinting at like maybe in justice league 2 or like what some upcoming dc film that's gonna be the new bad guy so it's not even a hint of dark side which I'm both happy about because I'll be honest. When I saw that post credit scene, I was legitimately giddy. I was that like, "That sounds oh, cool." I'm excited, yes, because it finally will solve the issue of having a boring ass villain. You know, because le- that's the biggest problem with these films, right? So I'm hoping when whatever movie they put the Legion of Doom in, that's going to be a good movie, like an actually objectively good film. Is the Suicide Squad ever? I mean, the plan, right, is to have cross play right with all of these dc unfortunately unfortunately yes so that'll be crazy whenever that happens yeah so here's the thing when i saw the the fake lex luther in the jail cell like laughing like joker i was like oh shit joker's gonna be in the dc universe and then i remembered oh he is in the d oh he's jared leta oh 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 no oh Oh, oh, no yeah (laughs) i don't want the joker anymore (laughs) i'm telling you two things right now and i'm dead serious okay if Jared Leto is involved anymore in any capacity, I don't care if he's playing an extra on a hot dog stand in these <laughs> films, or if Zack Snyder is involved in any way with these films, I am just going to blank the statement. It's going to suck. Whatever they touch, they're toxic. They're, it's just going to suck. I'm not going to look forward to it. And I'm going to think it's going to suck. Like So I really, really hope that Zack Snyder and Jared Leto are not attached to DC anymore. Like Take it away from them, please. Yeah, I mean, weren't they talking about replacing Jared Leto with, like, Leo DiCaprio? That could be a thing for, like, the standalone Joker film if that happens, which to me seems really risky. Really risky. Uh, But if I have faith in any actor, I think Leonardo DiCaprio could do it. However, he is almost guilty of, like, playing the same kind of character in every film. True, but he did finally unlock the Oscar DLC, so... 
you know, hopefully that grants some new powers. I want a Wolf of Wall Street, like just like ruthless, like cork snort, cork coke snorting Joker. Cork That's Snowden. Cork Snowden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want like a Wolf of Wall Street Joker, right? Like that would yeah. be incredible to me. That's having yeah, fun. Yeah, I can see that. And, and, oh, oh, dude! Wait a second! Wait a second! Wasn't Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street where Margot Robbie like kind of got her launch right? Like that was where like people like she became famous. So if she's Harley Quinn, do the math, dude. And Leo DiCaprio oh. is Joker. It's like a reunion of Wolf of Wall Street. Oh shit! What? Okay, that's. I look that's forward it. to that. I'm leaving it at that. Yes. So overall, I would say it's an all right popcorn film. If you like DC, you might find something you like in it. You love DC. DC. Would you pay to see this again in theaters? I would with other friends if they wanted to see it, but I wouldn't just go on my own. I, I see no reason to watch it on my own. Would you own this film? Absolutely not. You wouldn't buy it on Blu-ray? I mean, I don't buy many movies on Blu-ray. I only own one Blu-ray movie right now in my life. Which is? Your Name. Nice. Okay. So... Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll leave it at that. Jack, you're very much not liking this film. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. It was. Not, I can't say it was good. It's too slapdash. It's too messed up. It was too doomed from the start. It wasn't. It was underdeveloped and kind of rushed out in a weird way. And it was. It was just sloppy. So I have to say it was a bad film. I guess I needed to know. I had to know. I was. I was thinking it was gonna be bad, and then I thought it might be better. And then I was like, no, this is just bad. With some Joss Whedon humor in it. Pepper throughout. Yeah. Like a piece of corn in a turd. <laughs> that's what this film is. And that's the last yeah. thing I'm going to say. Let's let's end it on that image. Yeah. So that's been us on Tiny Disc. Big spoilers. Big <laughs> corn in some turd. <laughs> action. Uh <laughs> Yeah, share it with some friends if they've uh, if they've seen uh, Justice League. Have any curiosities about our thoughts, etc. Uh, next time you'll be hearing from us will probably be Thanksgiving because we're going to release our next episode on Thanksgiving. So enjoy that. Yeah, listen and, to it while you're driving to grandma's. Yeah, American Thanksgiving, by the way. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that does it for us. So we'll see you guys next Thursday. Konnichiwa, people. 